0: Meanwhile, back in my office, hundreds of phone calls start coming in from people who were watching. I had Diana Ross, the singer, watching. She had her assistant call me up. Let's talk celebrities real quick. Why do they matter to you? The ones that have let me film them and be part of the documentary films, Michelle Rodriguez, the actress, Lamar Odom, the basketball player, Kardashian. That's why I think this new Lamar Odom Reborn movie, where he does the, I take him on a conscious transformation it's going to have so much impact because people are going to be able to see his transformation there tell us a little bit about what part of this is science and what part of this is gut what part of this is experience the science is really strong number one you have a default mode network in your brain it's an area of your brain and in there there's this mechanism called your lateral habenula and that lateral habenula is recording all the stress you've ever had in your whole life. And when that becomes too much, your brain goes into burst mode. Hey guys, welcome to the Brain and Brand Show.
1: I'm Timothy Maurice, and what a pleasure it is to take this journey with you. I'm on a mission to understand the brain and how learning more about it can equip you to live healthier, build better relationships, and position your influence in the most positive, impactful way. I want to simplify neuroscience, take the jargon out of behavioral science to enable you to apply it to your social and professional life. Today I bring you a conversation with Michael Zappelin, known in Hollywood circles simply as Zappi. Zappy has studied the science of psychedelics and how they impact your brain-body connection and he offers his service to celebrities like Khloe Kardashian's husband Lamar Odom because he knows people are watching them. They may not be watching executives, but he knows they're watching celebrities. And as an activist, he wants to get the message out there to the widest possible audience. That message is that natural healing is possible and that you can overcome your depression, suicidal tendencies to break through and find happiness in your brain. We explore how psychedelics can override negative brain output and trigger positive chemicals. And we discuss his Ketamine Fun Foundation, how he overcame his own sad life and found real joy, and how he got out of the typical life that everyone wanted for him and found his own happiness. And we talk about the process he takes when he works with celebrities. Zappy is simply fascinating. And if happiness matters to you, this is a conversation you're going to treasure. Meet Zappi. Zappi, welcome to the Brain and Brand Show.
0: Nice. Thank you. Great to be here. That's uh, I love brains and I love brands. So this is like (laughs) perfect.
1: (laughs) You've built an army of fighters with a powerful mission. That's to fight for the right to pursue happiness.
0: And you believe that can be found in the head? I do. I mean, I think like, you know, the typical thing that happens is we all look for fulfillment and satisfaction outside of ourselves. We're looking in money and people and opportunities and career. And it's like you just keep going further and further out, you know, trying to find this fulfillment. And then you realize at some point that in order to get actual fulfillment, you're going to have to go inside your own mind and get some answers and some healing for yourself from yourself. And I think that's what's inspired me is when I realized that, you know, through my experiences transcending, whether that was with some plant medicine or meditation or breathing, when I really got to a quiet, still place, I found a lot of the answers I was looking for. And I think that's, you know, like you said, the Mind Army's mission here is to pursue happiness, to allow people to do that. And, you know, right now we're coming out of this We call it the sad epidemic. It's the suicide addiction, depression epidemics all at once. And now coming out of COVID, we've got a PTSD issue that's overwhelming people. And, you know, for that reason, the Mind Army is saying, look, we have to be able to, as human beings, you know, do whatever we need to do to go inside ourselves and get, get healed from addiction and depression. These are serious things. And if there's a natural plant or some compound that can help me, it's nobody's business or nobody else has the right to tell me what to do. If I'm in a crisis where I might even lose my life, you know, that yes. I can't use some compound. That's just ridiculous in modern society. I, I got real.
1: it. I want to know, you know, I know enough about the brain to know that for you to be on this mission, you must have had a moment where you had to fight for your own happiness. Take us back to that moment.
0: Yeah, um... You know, I I made a movie really about this. The reality of truth movie really is about this. It's like this spiritual midlife crisis moment that I was having, where you know I did everything society told me I needed to do to be happy and fulfilled, and I was just sitting there and I was like, wow, you know, I'm having nice experiences and I'm I'm happy, but I'm not fulfilled. And how do I get you know that that piece that I'm missing? You know that hole. And I realized I thought back about my own psychedelic experiences when I was younger. This is now, you know, almost 10 years ago, but I was thinking back, wow, you know, I, I had some great experience. I wonder if I went inside of myself using one of these powerful catalysts now with the right intent, which is to, you know, expand my consciousness and, you know, have, um, you know, heal myself. If I did that now, in that, with that intent, would that make a difference in my life? And so I decided I needed to go down to the jungle and sit with a shaman and try some ayahuasca and some San Pedro. These really, (laughs) you know, master healing plants and uh, to do it in a way where I was going to be supported. I was going to do it in the proper way. And I was going to have you know, be able to get the, the medical benefit and the spiritual benefit that I was looking for. And so I went down and I did that, you know, and that was that was that moment for me. Um, let's
1: go back a little bit, Zappy. You know, for people who I'm in South Africa, you know, I'm sure there are people here who know about you. But let look for people who don't know about you. Let's go back. Where did you grow up as a kid? take us through your sort of upbringing.
0: Sure. Sure. I grew up uh, near Boston, outside of Boston, Massachusetts in a suburb. And um, it's a great place to grow up. There's all kinds of young people and colleges there. So there's tons of young people always coming, which means you're, you know, as a young person, you're seeing what older kids are doing and everything. And so I was always, you know experimenting and, you know, having different opportunities, uh, you know, on, on my own, even with psychedelics. And, you know, it was again, I was just being a kid trying stuff, you know, having a good time, that kind of thing. And I grew up there and um, I wound up uh, after college, I wound up working on Wall Street. And I went to New York and worked on Wall Street. And at a certain point, I wanted to be more entrepreneurial. And I just I had seen that they were uh, they ha- they were Deregulating television, so you could make your own television infomercial, and buy the airtime and put whatever you wanted on TV, and that sounded like a, an incredible business and really fun. And with a with a partner, I went out and did uh, some infomercial stuff. You know, started to make business profile television programs, and I wound up getting on that Today Show with Katie Couric. And Ah. at the end of this, yeah, at the end of the segment, I gave, I gave out our 800 number and uh, she was really angry with me. Katie was, and she's like, you don't do that on the today show. You'll never be back on here again. I was like, ah, whatever. I already have been on here, you know? So meanwhile, back in my office, hundreds of phone calls start coming in from people who were watching. I had Diana Ross, the singer watching. She had her assistant call me up and, And I wound up working with her on direct marketing, some of her products and music and things. And then uh, Time Warner Cable, more traditional companies started to come and I was doing that. It was having like a a nice business there. And I saw the internet coming in the night, like 1997. And I decided that that was the future of direct marketing. And if I could be part of that, that would make a lot of sense to transition from TV to internet. And so I started to think about, you know, thinking about brands, talking about brands. I thought, hey, you know what, where do I fit in this space? And my idea was that if I came up with, if I bought a category generic domain name, something like beer.com or diamond.com or something, I would have a certain amount of credibility to my brand day one. And then as more people came onto the internet, I would have more and more, I would rise with the tide. And so I... I thought to myself, all right, well, if I'm going to spend two, three years developing one of these internet sites, I want it to be big enough. I don't want it to be, you know, uh, granite countertops.com. And I developed that for years and then I don't have a significant exit. So I thought to myself, what are the big categories, brands, you know, categories? And I thought about the Super Bowl and I was like, wow, if, if somebody advertises at the Super Bowl, that's a big enough category for me to get involved in. So I, uh, I wound up buying uh i went I made my list of who advertises at the Super Bowl cars computers, beer insurance credit cards, and at the top of the list was beer it said beer dot com I was like oh wow beer dot com I wonder what that is I type it in it's a hobbyist site of a kid twenty one year old kid who was him and his friends were you know had pictures of them throwing up from drinking too much and oh, wow. you know was, yeah, really you know hobbyist site so i approached him and i said look i i'd like to create a a brand out of this beer.com why don't you let me take it over redevelop it uh we came up with he agreed we came up with a hundred thousand dollar valuation on the domain name so i gave him eighty thousand in cash and i told him to keep twenty percent of the company because i thought it was going to grow and be a, a good brand so uh, I took it over, I redeveloped it, how to brew beer, rate your favorite beer, get a beer.com email for free. And I put out some press about what I was doing, got calls from all the beer companies. They contacted me and said, hey, let's talk about working together. And uh, you know, basically 60 days after I had redeveloped it, uh, I sold it for $7 million to a be, to, uh, beer company. So I was like, "Wow, you know, this is a wow. good business model." You know, let me go back <laughs> to the list. You know, and I wound up acquiring Diamond.com and uh, Computer.com, and I eventually, uh, you know, did a Super Bowl ad for my Computer.com one eight hundred computer during the two thousand Super Bowl, which was a great, amazing branding exercise for me. It was just, you know, to to take it from a domain name and a and a phone number to a A business, but also a personality, a website, uh, a commercial that had to be good for the Super Bowl that told the story. You know, it was a really fun exercise and thank God we did it because the internet bubble burst uh, maybe a month after the Super Bowl and everything melted down. So it was like a scary time, but because we had done the Super Bowl, we had, you know, over a million people come to our site within the first 24 hours. You could see that. Because of the education and the credibility and then the education and then the – when people went into our e-commerce store, they would buy like 10% of the time. But when that e-commerce store would get leads from Yahoo or something, they would only close 1% or 2% of the time. So they realized Aha! You know we should be computer.com, so we were able to, you know, pay off our investor notes and wound up doing a deal with Office Depot that really saved our butts in that moment where a lot of people, you know, didn't recover from that.
1: Let's talk celebrities real quick. You consult and advise a lot of highly well influential people, well-known people. Why do they matter to you? I mean, you could go and work with CEOs and execs who are not known, but you choose to spend time and invest time there. Why?
0: Yeah, I mean, I I just kind of have embraced the fact that we're in a celebrity-driven culture, and that's just a fact, you know, and I can either try to fight it or I can ride that river. (laughs) And so, you know, to me, it's like people people get all mad. They're like, people care more about what Kim Kardashian says than, you know, a $100 million study from Harvard Medical School. And I'm like, all right, well, if that's the case, don't get angry. Just, like, call Kim Kardashian, you know? So that's kind of been... (laughs) been my model um I've been really lucky you know um the couple you know I've worked with a lot of celebrities but the ones that have let me film them and be part of the documentary films Michelle Rodriguez the actress Lamar Odom the basketball player Kardashian um what's beautiful about them is that they're so independent and so confident in themselves and their, you know what they need that both of them allowed me to film their you know psychedelic experiences, and what's incredible is, you know, again, because we're living in that celebrity-driven culture, you know, what's cool is there's so many people that really feel like they know Lamar Odom. You know, they're like, well, I I know him. I would be a good friend to his if I knew him, and I know what he's going through, and you know, I know where his head's at, and you know, you don't have that. If I said, hey, the CEO of XYZ Corporation is, you know, did our, did a treatment with me or did, you know, had a breakthrough with me that people would be like, okay, that's great. Fantastic. I don't know who that is, or maybe I do, sure. but I don't know. I don't know anything about him where Lamar, it's like they really feel a connection and a relationship there. And that's yeah. why I think this new Lamar Odom reborn movie where he does the, I take him on a conscious transformation and, um, it's going to have so much impact because people are going to be able to see his transformation there and interpret that through their lens of knowing him as opposed to just, you know, seeing yeah. him in the tabloids.
1: Let's talk about that transformation. What exactly you do? You sit down with him and you, this dude is a giant. I worked with a few yeah. NBA basketball players myself. So you sit down with this giant, you look up at him and you do what? What's the first step?
0: So, you know, the most important thing is obviously to have trust, you know. So I'm, you know, trying to really build trust when I meet somebody like that or anybody for the first time. But, you know, I told him, I said, look, I have a formula, you know, I'm a psychedelic concierge is what is how I've been referred to recently. And I think that's an accurate description because, you know, when you let's just take that concept, you know, when you go to a concierge at the hotel and you say, hey, where should we go to dinner? They say, oh, okay, what type of food do you like? You know, do you like music? Are you into wine? They ask you all these questions. And then based on that, they send you to the right place. And so when I talk to Lamar I talked about you know you know what's your intent what are you trying to achieve what you know what kind of trauma do you have and then based on that I said in the movie you see I created this formula for him which for him was ketamine plus plant medicine plus a daily practice like meditation or breathing equals a conscious transformation and that could have been different yeah for whoever I was talking to because you know for him he, I use the plant medicine of uh, uh, ibogaine, which is an African root that is probably going to save society from the opiate addiction and heroin and meth and all that kind of stuff. Because in one 12-hour treatment, you can break a heroin or a meth addiction uh, like that. And so I knew in talking to him that he had some addiction issues. He has an addiction profile. Uh, I knew he had trauma from... His mother passing away when he was 12 years old of cancer right there in front of him. And then his grandmother who raised him passed away. He had a six-month-old son that passed away while he was playing. So the guy's got like a lot of unprocessed trauma. And I was like, well, I think you're going to – I'm going to stabilize you with the ketamine. I'm going to triage you because you've never – done a psychedelic you've never gone inside your mind and I want you to have a good experience and I want you to understand why this is so life-changing and so he came and he did the ketamine treatments and he he did he got in touch with you know why that's so important and then I took him down to Mexico to do an ibogaine treatment which is that african root and I even said to him I said lamar you know like in, as a as a psychedelic concierge I'm thinking about him like you're an african american guy here's this african root You know, maybe you're supposed to be having this and you're culturally you've been cut off from it for, you know, centuries because of, you know, the, the world status. But I was like, I think you should try this. And, you know, the fact that, you know, you have this addiction profile, you know, why don't you try to just disrupt that immediately?
1: Zappy. okay. so a lot of listeners to this show could be potential skeptics, very empirical, empirically inclined Tell us a little bit about what part of this is science and what part of this is gut, what part of this is experience you learn on the side of a mountain in India somewhere. I mean, bring together your sort of command and understanding of this discipline. And, you know, how do you how were you able to be a concierge to him with such confidence?
0: Yeah. So uh, the, most of my confidence comes from the fact that I've not only studied this stuff, but I've had the direct experience of all of these uh, these catalysts. So I'm talking from the research I've done, but also my own experience, plus sitting with all kinds of people, including, you know, a lot of non-celebrities, but just that have come to me and asked me to guide them in this process. So I, I have the direct experience, but Um, The science is really overwhelming at this point. Uh, Let's take ketamine, for example. This is an FDA-approved medication. It is the number one anesthetic used by oral surgeons on children because it's so safe and effective. And so what's happening is that they... They used this as an anesthetic for over fifty years, but they realized in the battlefield that some of the that a lot of the people that were getting these uh, the ketamine in the battlefield uh, for an injury were having some type of positive mental effect as well afterwards. so they did a huge study at yale university hopkins i mean this this has now been studied over many years, and they came up with the the reality that. You know, if you do ketamine in a, which in a low dose in a medically approved way, which is to do it, you know, and get it properly and get the right dose that there's uh, the science is really strong. Number one, you have a default mode network in your brain. It's an area of your brain. And in there, there's this mechanism called your lateral habenula. And that lateral habenula is recording all the stress you've ever had in your whole life. And when that becomes too much, your brain goes into burst mode. And that's a different brain state completely. And what it does in burst mode is it shuts off your dopamine production. So when you're getting no dopamine, you, that means you're getting no happiness, no motivation to do anything. And that's when it, things get kind of dangerous with people because they have no, they don't even want to get out of bed. And the first time that you do the ketamine, it takes the brain out of burst mode, and you immediately start getting dopamine back. So this is why, you know, Thomas Insel from the National Institute of Mental Health he called uh, ketamine, you know, uh, one of the biggest breakthroughs in medical science and mental health. Cleveland Clinic called it a top ten medical breakthrough. So this is like. There's tons of science. Now we just have to apply celebrity to it so we can get it out into the culture to understand that, yes, this is an anesthetic. Yes, people use this in nightclubs and snort it, which is not the way to do it because you're going through your nasal passages, you're hitting all kinds of opiate receptors and it's just like a recreational type thing that they're trying to do and not getting the benefit that they could. If they did a low dose, either in an intramuscular shot or a lozenge that dissolves in the uh, in the mucosa that you have a medical effect where you have this 45 minute incredible experience while you're doing it. That's like the present moment awareness state that you go into where there's no noisy monkey mind happening. You're just in a really quiet mind. But after that, in the hours after it metabolizes in your brain and it builds new neural pathways around trauma and depression.
1: Got it, got it. So for the people who are like, look, you are convincing. I would like to begin researching this number one. And then number two, I'd like to think about designing a solution for my own personal life. Could you take us through where do we start researching? And then secondly, how do we design?
0: Yeah. So the first uh, way to to approach this is that there is a lot of science. There's even a a website that I'm going to point out that's called ketamineadvocacynetwork.org. And uh, that website has a number of the articles from you know, major publications and medical publications. Uh, there's a lot of information uh, online right now. Uh, what we're doing in response to the movie coming out in early early in the year is we're starting a company, a brand called Keta MD, and Keta MD is basically, you know, we don't want to put the movie out and have a hundred million people go, okay, this is amazing. I want to do this. What do I do? And not have any, <laughs> sure. not have any help. So. We're putting sure. our KetaMD, MD. Uh, this is a virtual model where people in the United States are going to be able to speak with one of our doctors over telemed. They're going to be. We're going to ship them one ketamine lozenge to their home, and then they're going to do a guided one-hour session with one of our nurses over telemed. And we think this is you know, incredible because obviously with coronavirus, even before that happened, people who are depressed and things, they don't want to go into a doctor's office and, you know, tell everybody they're depressed and do that, you know, and take the time out of their day to do that and drive to the office and all that stuff. Number two, getting prick with a needle, not that fun, you know? So the fact that when Corona hit, we were like, wow, let's, let's take, you know, these, this opportunity and let's, combine the best of everything let's have a telemed platform let people stay at home let's use the lozenges so there's no needles and you know coming out of coronavirus i'm sure most people are not going to want to voluntarily hang around at a doctor's office they'd rather be at their own house so to allow people to do it <laughs> at home <laughs> this Keta md is is we really feel great about it And we want to have this in place before the lamar movie hits and you know early in the year. Uh, So we're scrambling to make that happen. There's got all kinds of resources available there and people will be able to actually get the treatment. So we're excited for that.
1: I love your, uh, the fact that you're applying your creative filmmaking lens on something that it's such a huge need. I think the entire world right now is grappling. It's not just America, right? The entire world is grappling. with trying to pursue happiness. Take us through the film, the the latest film you have coming out. Who should watch it?
0: Yeah, I think because of the PTSD epidemic, like you're talking about right now, where probably most people have PTSD from this experience we've been going through. It's really traumatic and, you know, it's scary and, you know, yeah, you're building all kinds of fear patterns in your mind. So I think everybody at this point is pretty much qualified unless they have uncontrolled high blood pressure or, you know, uncontrolled eye pressure like glau- glaucoma. Other than that, uh, you know, we feel like the safety profile they're giving, you know, this to infants when they do surgery on them at much higher levels. So obviously this is completely safe. Nobody's ever overdosed of anything like this. So we've got a really safe thing, but, um, you know, we feel like, uh, you know, for everybody now with that PTSD, Uh, you know, I would love to tell people, Hey, go sit with a shaman or just go meditate or something. But realistically, (laughs) when you have this much pressure, you can't just sit down and meditate and you can't, you're not, your family's probably not going to let you go to the jungle. The fact that we have FDA approved (laughs) medication, you know, that you can use safely and effectively with nurses and doctors watching you. I think ketamine is really going to be the thing that triages the whole world. Because people think it's actually people, there's a misconception. People think it's like a synthetically developed, you know, product, a drug. And it's really not. It's a crystal. They basically take some salts and some minerals, they put them together, and this newly formed crystal of ketamine is formed. So to me, this is an organic substance. And what I love about it uh, is that it's so uniform you know every single time it's the same thing where other plant medicines and things you know where it was grown and who harvested it and who prepared it they have a lot of you know variation and that can be different in plants so this crystal is so clean that it's the same and then you can also obviously put some good energy on a crystal which is nice because uh that's what people need right now
1: I got two final points with you and we're going to let you go. You have, you've built this foundation so you're clearly serious about this. Tell us a little bit about the the Ketamine Foundation.
0: Yeah, so we started something called the Ketamine Fund, which you can go to ketaminefund.org and see that. Um, Basically, you know, the ketamine, the number one side effect is it breaks suicidal ideation. And we were, you know, the stats coming out on suicide right now are so scary. You know, uh, calls to the L.A., Hotline, suicide hotline are up 8,000%. The CDC here in the States just came out with a a study that said that one out of four people, 18 to 24 years old, have contemplated suicide during the coronavirus. I mean, these are just horrifying numbers. So we, yeah, we want to, we think that using ketamine, uh, society could bring down suicide rates by 75%. And, um, it's just an awareness situation at this point, we have to get everybody educated on this, but, um, what's exciting about that is that, um, you know, we we want to do this for everybody, but we thought to ourselves, the ketamine fund, you know, where we donate treatments, we said, let's start with veterans because, you know, we can't do everybody right now, but let, you know, these veterans are being, you know, badly served by the, VA, They're on all kinds of medications. None of that stuff really works. And then here's ketamine for these people that are suicidal, that have PTSD. They deserve it. You know what I mean? They really, and, and I think also, you know, when you talk about, you know, helping veterans, everybody gets behind that. Everybody understands that we need to help them. So we said, let's focus the ketamine fund on veterans to begin with. And then ultimately, we want to have enough money in there that anybody who says that they're having a suicidal ideation, they can immediately get free ketamine treatment within 24 hours somewhere in their geographic area that's the goal wow
1: i i really hope you get a chance to reach out to kanye west i really think he could use your concierge service and then lastly you can join your mind army according to your website
0: if i were to join your mind army what does that mean okay so Basically, you know, what we're saying is that we have to demand the right back. You know, we're not going to sit here in 2020 in the middle of a pandemic and sit here and say, oh, okay, you're telling us that alcohol is good and tobacco is good, but somehow psilocybin mushrooms are bad. And even if I'm, you know, hurting or addicted or going to kill myself, I can't even use it. It's off the table. We're like, no, that's not acceptable. Millions of people have done these catalysts many with great benefit they were outlawed back in the 1960s because they said we needed to study it for safety and i understand that but here we are now 54 years later we're in a real serious crisis we're demanding the right we want the president of the united states either president trump joe biden kanye west we don't care we're going to tell them that this is crucial this is how you're going to triage society out of this pandemic And what's beautiful is I think, you know, we want to tell Donald Trump, if it's him, we say, you know, you're going to win the Nobel Prize for actually, you know, bringing down suicide rates and making a dent in the opiate epidemic. If it's Joe Biden, his son Hunter Biden had a drug and alcohol addiction issue and overcame it using Ibogaine, the same thing as Lamar used in the movie. And anybody else, you know, we're going to say, we want this right, right now. And so when you join the Mind Army, you can come to mindarmy.org, sign the petition asking for this to be legalized right now for the crisis. You can also, uh, we're putting out a microdosing handbook so that when the president signs the executive order, if you find yourself with some of the product available to you that you want to use, that you would have this resource of a handbook to show you how to safely begin by microdosing. And so we're going to do that. And then we're also putting together a task force, which is where people watching could become involved, where we know that there are already psychedelic societies in every major city. And so those people right now, they're below the surface. But if we make this legal, they can come to the surface. And if somebody's having a problem or difficult time with some journey or integrating something that happened, that they could call on these people. And that network already exists. We just really have to, you know, demand our right to you know our own physical self and our and our mental self right now and we're not waiting around we don't want to talk to the town and the city and you know the dea and the (laughs) fda you know like like cannabis did no we're going right to the president because we're in an actual crisis and this is the only thing that's going to triage people immediately out of this crisis
1: Yeah, well, it's it's encouraging to see some of the brightest people in the world, including yourself, people like Sam Harris, some of the most brilliant humans are getting behind this. So I want to thank you for your activism. Keep up the good work. We look forward to the film. Thank you for joining us on The Brain and Brand Show.
0: Thank you. Thanks for your time and thanks for getting this message out because what you're doing every single group of people that resonates say with you they're just going to feel a little bit more comfortable and that's what we have to do educate and make people comfortable so i appreciate you doing what you're doing
1: make sure you check out his mind army site mindarmy.org to visit all the links shared in the episode and explore zappy's work and of course to get updates about his upcoming documentary remember to rate the show and share with someone you care about who's fighting for their own happiness until next time.